2018, traditional owners bring their case against a nuclear waste dump to federal court. Mortgage holders brace for yet another interest rate rise this week. And a global treaty to protect the world's oceans has been finalized. Traditional owners are bringing their case against the construction of a nuclear waste dump to federal court. The Bangalore Determination Aboriginal Corporation are trying to prevent the construction of a proposed dump at Napandi on South Australia's Al Peninsula. The group first launched their action in 2021, seeking to quash a ministerial declaration from the former coalition government. They argue they were denied the right to participate in a community ballot to gauge local support for the site because many did not live in the Kimba council area. The corporation said the former government also refused access to the land to undertake a proper heritage survey and try to remove their right to a judicial review. A civics education campaign will roll out across the country ahead of the upcoming vote on Indigenous Voice to Parliament. The government has put in place regulations for a $9.5 million public education campaign on the voice referendum, which is due to take place between October and December this year. It aims to inform, to inform voters of the referendum process and what is proposed according to an explanatory note attached to to the new rules. The campaign will run separate to the measures by the Australian Electoral Commission on the ballot process. The statement also noted that there would be specific content for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples and linguistically diverse audiences. Mortgage holders are anticipating yet another interest rate rise this week, which would be the 10th by the Reserve Bank in a row. The central bank is tipped to deliver another 25 basis point rise after communications following the February decision suggested the bank was growing impatient with high inflation. This will take the cash rate from 3.35% to 3.6% when the board meets on Tuesday. Tasmanian Senator Jackie Lambie told Channel 9 many people in her electorate are fearful of entering a recession. Um, you can see people out there, mate, they are tightening their belt. You know, I'm going to functions, uh, they're expecting big people, they're expecting a lot more people to show up at functions that they're just not showing up, mate. And yeah. I told them six months ago to tighten your belts, and that's exactly what many people are doing. You can run around these regional, rural, rural and regional areas, mate, and those shops up for lease. They're not sitting there for a month now. They're still up for lease, months on end. That's where we're heading into. Uh, it's pretty scary what's, what uh, the next six months is going to look like. A majority of voters approved the government's superannuation tax plan, but Labour and Prime Minister Anthony Albanese have lost some favour from the public. That's according to the to the latest news poll conducted by the Australian, which found almost two-thirds of voters support Treasurer Jim Chalmers' plan to double the concessional tax rate for super balance over $3 million in 2025. Of those polled, 64% approved compared to 29% who did not. A total of 80% of Labour voters approved of the plan, but 54% of coalition voters also supported it. This despite opposition leader Peter Dutton vowing to repeal it if the coalition wins the next election. The poll of more than 1,500 voters conducted between March 1 and March 4 shows the coalition's primary vote lifting a point to 35%, while Labour dropped a point to 37%. 
The poll shows Mr. Albanese's approval ratings have fallen to their lowest level since the election, with his satisfaction score dropping to 55%, seven points down on his post-election high of 62%. Environment Minister Tanya Plibersek has praised the work of organizations who support survivors of domestic and sexual violence. This comes as a new book revealed that Minister Plibersek's daughter Anna confronted trauma as a result of an abusive relationship. The minister praised the work of organizations like the Survivor Hub, which works with those impacted by sexual assault. Ms. Plibersek told Channel 7 it was important to share her daughter's story because it is a serious issue affecting Australian women. Um, the really important thing to say is that this is a story that touches so many Australian families. We know the statistics about one in five Australian women over the age of 15 has experienced sexual violence and uh, I think by um, telling Anna's story and a little bit about the impact it had on our family, I hope that uh, others will, um, mm. will will see that there's support available. Independent Senator David Pocock says the government's safeguard mechanism for emissions must be reformed. New modelling has revealed the government's emissions budget must be fine-tuned because new coal and gas companies are expected to account for a large share of the budget. Senator Pocock said the safeguard mechanism is necessary because having a price on carbon doesn't seem to be a political option in Australia. But he said its features must be improved. In its current form, I've got huge reservations. And we saw this morning more modelling coming out by Reputex, who came up with the 43% that Labor took to the election, saying that there is a real risk that new fossil fuel projects could blow the budget. The, the way it's currently set up, you know, cement, aluminium, steel are lumped in with potentially new fossil fuel projects. I don't think that's fair or right. So I think there's, there's definitely some work to do on this and I'll, I'll continue those discussions. Marine conservation experts are hailing a new United Nations treaty to protect the high seas. More than 100 countries have signed the agreement which looks to reverse marine biodiversity losses and ensure sustainable development. The treaty is seen as a crucial component in global efforts to bring 30% of the world's land and sea under protection by the end of the decade. Ocean expert from Pure Charitable Trust's Nicola Clark says the high seas are critical because they make up two-thirds of our ocean and cover almost half of the surface of the planet. I mean, this is huge. This is um, really, I think, a, a keystone agreement um, if, if we're going to try and protect 30% of the ocean. So uh, this agreement covers the high seas, areas beyond national jurisdiction. Um, and before, we didn't really have a clear pathway of protecting these areas, these international waters. It gives us the, the legal framework that we can use to establish protected areas in the high seas. Ukrainian forces defending Bahmut are facing increasingly strong pressure from Russian forces. Ukraine is reinforcing the area with elite units, while regular Russian army and forces of the private military Wagner Group have made further advances into Bahmut's northern suburbs. The Ukraine Armed Forces General Staff said in a Facebook post late on Sunday that Russian troops were trying but failing to surround Bahmut and that defenders had repelled numerous 
cyber attacks. International security expert Professor John Blacksland told Channel 9 it appears more likely that Ukraine will be forced to retreat from the city as Russian forces continue to push west. Proudly wearing their traditional ornate skirts, indigenous Bolivian women participated in a bike race through the high-altitude streets of El Alto on Sunday. The indigenous women, known as Cholitas, swapped out helmets, shoes or professional lycra kits for traditional skirts called polleras. Resa Rosa Pomalimachi, who arrived in fourth place, described the personal significance of wearing her pollera. I participated wearing pollera because my mum wore polleras. She died two years ago and I want to honour her because she wore polleras. By wearing a pollera, I feel proud because I am honouring my mother. The race was part of the celebrations to mark the 38th anniversary of the foundation, the foundation of El Alto. There has been a significant discovery during a quest to learn more about the identity of an unnamed land painter from the early 20th century. Senior Danek traditional owner Kenneth Mangiru discovered artist Old Harry was his great-grandfather during his research with a team looking to the distinctive artistic style of a series of bark paintings. The creator of the artworks, including one of a large crocodile, had been a mystery for nearly a century. After sifting through various notebooks and letters associated with the bark paintings, lead professor Paul Tecon realized that Old Harry was a Majumbu who also made rock art paintings. Mr. Mangiro, who discovered he was the artist's relative, said it was emotional to visit the painting on the Jimoban rock shelter. Some of the earliest bark paintings collected from the region date back to the 1830s. And to sport, a new NRL team have proven their stride after a dazzling win over the Sydney Roosters' side. The Dolphins secured a 28-18 victory over the error-ridden Sydney team with back rower Felice Kaufusi unveiling a superb defensive play that earned him man of the match. The crowd of more than 32,000 at Suncorp Stadium was expectant before kickoff, but few would have predicted the upset that unfolded. They went try for try with their more fancied opponents to go to halftime at 12 all before putting the foot down. The Roosters only had themselves to blame for their demise after a suite of uncharacteristic errors, though fortune was also against them with various accidents throughout the first half. And now having a look at the weather around the country this Monday, Broome, partly cloudy 31, Perth, sunny 29, Adelaide, a shower 223, Melbourne, partly cloudy 24, Hobart, a shower 222, Albury-Wodonga, sunny day 22, Canberra, mostly sunny 29, Wollongong, much the same 36, Sydney, sunny 38, Newcastle, similar conditions 37, Brisbane, mostly sunny 31, Townsville, mostly cloudy 27, Keynes, rain 28, Alice Springs, sunny day 33, Darwin, showers and a possible storm 31 degrees, and the Torres Strait Islands, a mostly cloudy day, the top of 29 degrees. And that is NITV Radio News. 